Welcome back to the Soybean Test Podcast. This is episode four, season 11. It is Friday, May 29th, 2020. Hi, Aaron. Hi, Matt. How you doing? I'm doing okay. Can I ask a favor? If you just back up an inch or two from the mic, you're like popping pretty hard right now. Oh, sorry. Am I yeah. popping now? Sound better. All right. Sorry about that. I'll try to be less poppy. Well, not not uh, reduce the volume. Just back off your face from the mic. Okay. Can you hear me though? Seriously? Can you yeah. hear me? All right. I hope our listener can hear us too. Hey, uh, what do we need to talk about today? What do we want to talk about? Um, I have a few pests that are active right now in Iowa. I can provide a summary for that if you're interested. Of course. You know right? that. <laughs> Um, I could provide uh, a little update from um, one of our listeners, our listener, and uh, a quick, real quick, uh, fun insect trivia. Okay. So let's uh, let's hear it. What's going on in the world out there? It was a wet week. Can we just say that it was a wet week in Iowa? Yes, it was. Is that fair lots to say? That's very fair to say. Yeah, lots of rain. And it was also uh, continues to be. Cool. Is that also fair to say? Uh, we are slightly behind in growing degree days, but I, I just read on Twitter from um, a meteorologist, Dennis Toddy, that uh, June is expected to be a little bit warmer than average. So maybe things will turn the corner this weekend. Oh, that would be nice. It would really help things pop up out of um, key punch and yeah. getting through their growth stages. Mm-hmm. How about those pests? What are you hearing? Well, do you remember last week when we interviewed Ashley Dean and she was talking about the moth trapping network and it was kind of winding down? Unforgettable. Um, yeah. Unforgettable, that interview. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, this morning in our lab meeting, she said they actually bumped up again in numbers with our regional trapping network, particularly with, with, with true armyworm. And at one location, they had 150 plus moths in one trap. So it's pretty incredible. I can't imagine 150 moths on a sticky trap, but... Oh man. Yeah. And that's, that's over a week. So that sticky trap was out for a week and and they, or is that in, okay. Yeah. Uh, Most people are checking at this point once a week and we expected things to be wrapping up, but um, maybe it'll extend for a little bit longer. Yeah. And so you want to catch those numbers going down, right? Well, you want to catch a peak. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I but mean, you can't have a peak unless you go down the hill. Right. You got to go up and then down. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they kind of went up, down, and now they're kind of going up again. So who knows? Maybe there's a couple different flights coming into the state of Iowa, which is, I think, pretty normal for a migratory pest. Sure. Yeah. Uh, what else? What other crazy critters are out there? <laughs> Well, uh, just just solely based on degree days, we are running a little bit behind, but I would expect some of the corn planted in southern Iowa to experience rootworm egg hatch in the next seven days, which some people, you know, they really um, look forward to that egg hatch. And and so that's going to be happening. And the same thing with common stock borer. I would expect that they overwinter and uh, grassy edges and their houses are getting too small. And so they're going to be moving over to corn uh, maybe in the next seven to 10 days. So things to look out for, uh, big hey, benchmarks. Hey, speaking of benchmarks and things to look out for mm-hmm. and connecting some dots related to the 
meteorological conditions we've had. Uh, this is my turn to shout out to somebody. Uh, Lynn Eman uh, asked me on Facebook, hey, where are all the lightning bugs? And uh, They're active. Well, have you seen any? I've heard about reports in southern Iowa, yeah. Okay, because uh, mm-hmm. she's uh, out of Springfield, Illinois, and she was saying she hasn't seen any in her urban area and was concerned um, finding reports about declines, maybe even possible extinction of lightning bugs. And I said to her, I don't think we're at a point where lightning bugs are going extinct. But, you know, lightning bugs are larvae in the ground, in the soil, not unlike lady beetles. And hey, I say this every, or not lady beetles, I'm sorry, rootworms. And I say this every year and you uh, roll your eyes at me with this, but Back in the day, they used to say that when you see the lightning bugs, the adults flashing, that's a sign that rootworm eggs are hatching. Yeah, they still say that. They still some, pe- that. S- some people do. It was said to me this week, yeah. Oh, yeah? So um, mm-hmm. if the, so one, one thing I said to Lynn was, hey, don't, don't panic. I think you're going to see lightning bugs. Just be aware that it's been a little bit cooler May than usual, and that's slowing stuff down. And um, yeah, it's probably slowing the lightning bugs from emerging. Um, so, anyway, just wanted to. I bring don't that roll up. my eyes at you, Matthew O'Neill. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in my head, I don't actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah those eyeballs my... are in literally in your head, <laughs> deep, yeah. deep now after uh-huh. all the stuff you have to put up with. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, and then for those folks that. Maybe you're trying to grow something else like alfalfa. I mean, it's not that common, but we have some acres spread throughout the state. Uh, Alfalfa weevils are doing their best this year. I've heard more about these weevils than I have in a long time. And actually, uh, my counterpart in Kansas, Sarah Zukoff, has also commented on, on social media about high numbers of alfalfa weevils. So they must have had a good winter, resumed activity in, in alfalfa, and so they're worth taking a look, especially if you have a newer stand of alfalfa, just to make sure they're not causing too much injury. Hey, and we, then, we are, yeah, go ahead. We are, so, uh, we are so diverse. We are not just soybeans. Sometimes we're corn, and now we're alfalfa. Just a question about alfalfa weevil. Is that the kind of pest where when you see it and its numbers are, are building up, a, an appropriate response might be to cut that alfalfa? Yeah, I mean that sort of gets into the uh, the quality of the alfalfa, which is beyond my expertise. But there are some situations where, if you're reaching a certain quality um, for the the end user, which might be like horses or or other animals, you could you could use mechanical control or harvest that crop and then avoid an insecticide treatment. If the weevil numbers are too high and say that the stand is still pretty short, it has a long way to go before harvest, you would probably have to take some insecticide action. But yeah, timing would be everything. Sometimes you can, by removing the crop, you wouldn't have the weevil, the weevils wouldn't have anything to feed on. That's going to break up their life cycle such that you're not going to have problems. Don't live very long if you're starving to death. Yeah. (laughs) You know how it is. Oh, I wish. Oh my God. This shelter in place is killing me. So many cookies. <laughs> okay. And then but, um also hearing not soybean, but I'm also hearing about grubs in cornfields. 
and sometimes the densities are fairly high. I, Ashley and I visited a field last week where, uh, you know, we, we saw some grubs and then since then I've been hearing about some other spots in northern Iowa with some pretty significant grub numbers. So in some cases it's causing a bit of stand loss, but other times it's more just, you know, they're looking around in the soil and they happen to be finding the grubs. Yeah. 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 And then I, we also talked about at a lab meeting, finding monarchs. So there's some people out there with eagle eyes that have seen monarchs in Iowa. So not a pest, of course, but people just, you know, like to get the prize for like the first one of the year. And this is another migratory insect, right? Not a pest, like, right. uh, but one that's moving up from the south, looking for new places to um, get their populations built up through the summer. Yeah. Even, yeah. And boy, it has been shocking to me just how green everything is now. Mm-hmm. Uh, the rain that we've gotten. Um, yeah. So not only is the crop coming up, but things like milkweed are also oh, showing yeah. up. And, yeah. You know, in, in addition to the monarchs, we've, some people have spotted some painted ladies. If you happen to remember a long time ago in 2019. Don't, don't want to remember that. That was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They've, they've been spotted in a few areas that are a little bit further along in, in Southern growing regions. So they're making their way to Iowa like they do every year. And that is sort of a, uh, a nightmare from last year that people hope we don't repeat, but who knows? It's too early to say, but at least the adults are making yeah. their way up north. Any sense of um, how the timing and the abundance this year compares to last year? For Painted Ladies? Yep. Um, I don't know. Um, someone who might know is an uh, entomologist at the ARS, Royce Bitzner. Because he Royce, has like a, yeah. he tracks these Painted Ladies and a few other butterflies migratory butterflies in north america i don't know is that, I, I could ask him why yeah why don't we ask him i wonder if that tracking is is that something he does he shares publicly with people yeah he has a website i oh, mean I so his website oh cool well, yeah all right anybody yeah, can but, make a website but yeah he has a website but, that kind of tracks uh, uh-huh. annual migration but royce is somebody who has years of experience i mean he's a trained entomologist and has been working with the monarch consortium for some time and yep yeah. So yeah, anybody can make a website, but can anybody <laughs> be a twenty-plus-year entomologist making a website? Well, there's about there's about five of them. So yeah. <laughs> All right. So one in five. That's still twenty percent. That's not too yeah, bad. Yeah, it's good. All right. Any other? I mean, that's pests? what that's what's happening, or I expect to happen in, in mm-hmm. the next seven-ish days. So yeah, that's that's my recap. Yeah, I. Uh, don't have much to recap other than, you know, we're, we're getting feedback from the students that stuff that was planted is coming up and we're starting to make some um, moves on doing some field work. Uh, boy, just hoping the rain stops for a bit and things dry up. Looks like next week's supposed to be pretty nice. We're going to yeah. get some sunshine and maybe some warm, kind of remarkably warm temperatures. I heard a forecast of 90 degrees come Tuesday, Oof-da. maybe even Wednesday. So, Oof-da. yeah. Yeah, it's probably going to be humid, mm. uh, so stay hydrated. Um, yeah. What else do we have to talk about? Uh, I gave my shout-out to uh, my peep who's doing uh, some observations on her lightning bugs. Yep. And I wanted to share a little fun insect trivia. Let's make a fit. Up. The version today is over, under, spot on. I'm going to give you a question that involves a number, you're going to guess that number, 
And then our listener has to decide whether your guess is over, under, or spot on. And I was using an example. Here's an example. How much money did it cost Michael Jackson to make the album Invincible? And you would guess what? Um, I'm unfamiliar with this album. I'm going to guess $2 million. All right, so $2 million. So now our listener has to guess, all right, is the actual cost over $2 million, under $2 million, or was Aaron spot on? Okay, so we're going to take a moment. Listener, did you guess? Did you write that down? All right, it only matters if you write it down. And then I tell you the answer, and the answer is, you ready for this? Yes. 40 40 million dollars i was way under huh yeah that was a little bit expensive so how is that a fit matt well now we're going to do this it's michael jackson you know i don't know maybe he likes bugs king is dead king of pop's gone but we're going to turn this around to uh insects and we're going to give a little shout out to um our buddy and your uh employee Randall Cass, right, working for Extension over there, our B Extension specialist. He just wrote an article about CP42, pollinator habitat, through the Conservation Reserve Program. Something that's been established and people are doing this throughout the country. So the question is, approximately how many of the total CP42 acreage supported by the federal government is found in Iowa? 42. So Aaron's answer is 42% of the total CP42 acreage is found here in the Hawkeye State. Our listener, did you write down, is she over, under, or spot on? Three, two, one. Listener, did you write spot on? Because she is, she's spot on. She's a, she's a fit winner. Not too what do I get? What do I get? Uh, you get a, um, here, I'm going to turn the video on. For those listeners, I just turned the video on, and now I'm giving her big thumbs up. Oh, thanks. Nice job, Eric. <laughs> I thought it. you were going to give me one of these. <laughs> nobody, okay. can, nobody can see us, but it's maybe not as nice as a thumbs up. All right. A little tiny clap. It's a tiny right. clap. Hey, isn't that shocking to what? you? 42% of all the acreage that is committed to this pollinator habitat called CP42. It's found in Iowa. Of all well, what, how many acres does that represent? Oh, I don't you know. Yeah. That's a good question. I think it's in the... Is uh, it 42 uh, acres? I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. I, I, well, there is a cap on how big uh, CP42 can be per landowner. And I think it's uh, in, in the single digits of acres because it is high quality forage for bees, at least. It's a mix of uh, flowering native plants. Mm-hmm. That's... Uh, it's not cheap uh, for anybody to establish, and it does take some commitment because it takes up to three years for that stuff to, you know, really come up above ground to be of value to uh, pollinators. But nationwide, for Iowa to commit to that program, uh, I think that's remarkable. I, that's uh, that's not too bad, not too shabby. Not too shabby. Good job, Iowa. Yeah. All right, good job. All right, so are we done for today? That was a short one. I think we're done. Yeah, it doesn't always have to be 40 minutes. We don't always have special guests like Ashley. Oh, no. But let's keep this going. Let's keep okay. this train going every week. All right. Okay. Well, thank you. And Thanks, uh, you all know where to find us. Hey, send us a question. Give us some content to, to mull about. Aaron's email, ewh at iastate.edu. Come on, people. It's O'Neill, O-N-E-A-L, at iastate.edu. 
you can find us on the Twitcher, on the Stitcher, on the Googles, on what? All those podcasting um, aggregators. We've got our website. Just Google Soybean Pest Podcast. It's going to come up. You're going to listen to it. Comes up right at the top. Thanks, Google. All right. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Google. We like social media. We like these people. Keep it going. All right. Yep. We good? We done for yep. today? All right. Thanks, man. Thanks, Darren. Bye. Bye.